Hello, and welcome to Stride and Saunter, episode 63. I'm Kip Clark. And I'm Caroline Borders. And today, I asked Caroline to react to a pretty viral video on YouTube. It has around 5 million views, and it's called Don't Stay in School. So, Caroline, my first question for you, what was your initial reaction after you'd watched the video? What did you feel or think while you were watching it? It was sort of intriguing to watch. I mean, it's this kind of angsty-looking teenager. It's a rap video, essentially. And so watching it, I was like, okay, this guy is making some good points. However, it's also ridiculous. It's, it sounded very juvenile to me, a lot of the things he was saying for most of it. And so it was a little harder for me to take seriously. But then, of course, I'm thinking about the medium in which he's talking and expressing himself, which is rap. So he's trying not exactly to make an analytical statement about what he thinks is wrong with the school system. He's trying to do that through a mode that will make a statement that will stand out to audiences. So after some reflection, I got more out of it, I think, than on initial watching. It felt metal and angsty teenager whining about school. (laughs) Why did you ask me to watch it? Well, I asked you to watch it because to me it resonated very strongly in the sense that there's a lot in education I feel that needs to be fixed. And I don't know if I would agree with this individual that all of the things he criticized are problems or things that we can solve. But he makes a fair point that a lot of useless details are shared in education. And by useless, I mean they don't have a clear utility. And that's the problem in a world that wants you to be a useful citizen. If you need to vote, you need to know how the political system works. You need to know about your candidates and also how you can research and learn about said candidates to give an example. And he talks about turning 18 and not knowing how the political system works because he was taught about the solar system. And I'm someone who loves knowledge, as I'm sure is evident in this podcast and in a lot of the things that I do and research, but you have to recognize that there's a balance to be struck and you need skills. And schools, in my opinion, aren't teaching a ton of vital skills. I was very lucky to go to a high school where we were taught certain cooking skills, so I could make basic meals if I needed to, but survival, if you were stranded somewhere, how to actually stay alive and protect yourself, not something that's taught. We don't talk about gender issues, how to travel safely, if you're alone in a strange country and don't know what to do, how to socialize, and various things that I'm sure people would say you can't teach in schools, but I would contend that anything can be taught in schools that can be learned in life and certainly experiences the best teacher, but schools could do a lot more to prepare students who will later become citizens, and I wish more of that was done. I wish people pursued knowledge of the planets and stars outside of school because, frankly, it's not going to affect your life on an immediate or important level unless you become an astrophysicist, which is more than possible. And of course, there are people who will say, well, Kip, how do I know I want to become an astrophysicist if I wasn't taught that in school? But again, if we're being honest, You need skills to survive in this world, and I feel as though the romantic and poetic facts of life should come later in some cases, although in my personal experience, it's pretty much the other way around. I haven't learned many of the skills I know I need to, and I hope that I will in the next few months or years as I graduate college, of course. So that's what drew me to it. 
and also how many basic things that I think people are entitled to know about and don't. He talks about not knowing the basic human rights, and there are 30 of them, apparently. I had no idea what they were. I had to look them up. I don't think I was ever taught that in school. It's not that I've forgotten them. And that's interesting, because this is an international standard that's been agreed upon of what all human beings deserve, and I had no idea what they were. But also, towards the end, he talks about identifying mental disorders and deadly diseases. And I do wish, one that more students knew basic first aid, how to tend to someone if maybe they have a concussion or a more serious flesh wound or something broken, let's say a bone. These are important things to know. And also on the mental disorder side, so many people suffer from depression and anxiety. And I'm not asking that everyone be equipped to solve those complex psychological issues. But if you knew how to better talk to someone who gets anxious or speak to someone who is depressed, you'd be a more empathetic person, a more compassionate person. And so those are things that I wish were taught. My question to you would then be, do you feel as though any of the things he mentioned, however angry or ridiculous maybe, are things that could be taught in school? Absolutely. I think what you've been saying is that these things should be taught in school, that laws, that basic first aid, these are things that, I mean, I'm personally trained in wilderness first aid. I took that course on a weekend outside of public school. So I was taught it regardless of whether or not that was in my high school or outside of it. These are all the things that he was talking about are things that 100% can be taught. Absolutely. I would like to point out, however, that you had the ability to take classes outside of school and Obviously, some students are only capable of affording public school, and I'm not saying that you weren't acknowledging that, but I think that's one of the criticisms that maybe he doesn't mention, but should. Some students can't afford to go to college to learn specialized crafts or business practices or pursue a specific career path. Absolutely. I'm saying that all those things that he mentioned can be taught and should be taught in school. There's no reason why they can't be taught in public school if they're taught elsewhere for an additional cost. Right. To me, one of the big issues that he points out is that students are taught things simply because we have been taught them. He talks about the old American West, and sure, it's romantic and interesting, but at the same time, I don't think our schools, and I would contend any of our systems with which we live, should operate based on the idea that that is how they have operated in the past. Because if that were true, nothing would change, and we should stop calling it life because it's stagnant and boring. And so when you have this institution that means so much to a lot of people and gives certain people the inspiration that carries them through life to write poetry or pursue history or do anything, why are you so limited? And I know that there's funding issues there, there's issues of which teachers want to teach certain things, but are there certain classes or lessons you were taught, let's say in high school specifically, that right now you couldn't find a use for or might put in a similar video to this one? Oh, 100%. I don't remember nor have I used almost any of the math that I learned in high school. A lot of it resonated with me, especially thinking back to when I was in high school and I'd be in a math class and I'd be like, what's the point of this? He stated an equation, the the quadratic equation. Mm -hmm. I remember learning that and I don't remember it now. One, two, I've not used it since, obviously. And I remember thinking back to when I was in high school and thinking how useless everything I learned in math classes was. However, while I really do appreciate education, even the romantic parts of it that may not come of much use to me beyond enriching my mind as I grow older, I found myself reflecting on how education is sort of outdated, or at least the institution of education is sort of outdated in that it's very much still focused on refinement 
And I mean, you have to think about how half the world isn't literate. We're still focused a lot more on analyzing poetry, on learning about some obscure battle in Europe from whatever time that you're right is stagnant. I think there is value in those things. However, it's not helping you in real life. You're not gaining any skills. You're not learning how to really think about the world around you. I mean, I didn't, I feel like anthropology personally has helped me think about the world around me, but I didn't get that till college. A lot of people don't have access to college. So before we started this recording, you were talking about how a lot of the things, laws, human rights, they're all very social things that are not taught to us. Like you were saying about how it'd be great if we all knew how to comfort a person who's feeling anxious. It is almost pre-assumed that we will learn this through life. Why can't we be given a leg up? Why do we have to learn the quadratic equation instead? Definitely. I have similar questions. And in defense of what is essentially a liberal arts approach, obviously, you and I both go to a college that is liberal arts and does stress a varied education in numerous topics and subjects. However, I think certain skills should be emphasized. And while it's useful to learn certain mathematics skills and make sure that your brain gets a balanced diet, I would say, of various subjects, certain ones should take precedence. And I wish that they did. And fortunately, and I'll post some links to this, there have been responses to this video from schools that received this video in an email or something, and they've agreed to adapt their curriculum slightly and change some aspects of what they teach. And to me, that's what the video is really about, is speaking back to the community and letting teachers and principals and superintendents know that as a taxpaying parent or a taxpaying guardian, you have a right to know, A, what your child is learning, and B, what you think they should be taught that maybe you as a parent can't teach. And that's what I would close upon and discuss a little bit with you. You and I both have two parents who can and probably have taught us various skills. I learned how to drive from my father, but you can't always count A, on parents being great teachers, and B, on parents having time. Maybe your child is in public school and you're working two jobs. So I would ask you, to those critics who say parents should be teaching some of these things, how would you respond? Do you agree with them? Do you think they have certain points? I agree in some ways. I mean, yeah, your math teacher does not have to teach you how to drive. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But at the same time, a teacher is the one who's trained to teach. Shouldn't they be the one who's teaching? I mean, this made me think about how the artist in the video was talking about how he didn't learn any laws in school. That sort of one made me think that parents don't know all the laws. I mean, we're adults now, right? We could have children. I can't say as I grow older that I have all the answers. Nor do I. Exactly. And I think we discover that more and more as we get older. However, I was also sitting here thinking how many students who are 15, 16, 17 years old really do want to sit in a classroom and learn every single law? Like how enthusiastic would they be about that? Right. However, I would counter and say, if you have a great teacher, and I know they're few and far between, and our system doesn't do much to create great teachers, because you really have to be self-driven, and I acknowledge that, but I do earnestly believe a great teacher can make virtually anything interesting. And that's, I guess, where it all comes back to, is you need great teachers to make great students, and sometimes the other way around. But it is a very complex system, and I don't claim to understand it fully. In closing, what are some things you'd like the audience to think about? And would you advise them to watch this video. I think the video makes some good points. It kind of depends from what perspective you're coming from. If you're a student, you might be like, yeah, school sucks. I don't want to be learning these math equations. This all feels useless. 
From a parent's perspective, I'd say you may be thinking this is the only way my child is going to learn about Emily Dickinson or about Avogadro's number, molecules, isotopes, anything. But you can learn in so many different ways. I mean, I think in that realm, it could be a parent's job to be like, hey, like I'm going to sit down and teach you how to do taxes. If you're not learning it in school, you have another way to do that. You have resources that are open to you all the time. I do think it would be great if that were something taught in school and not everyone has the resources of parents to teach them other things like doing taxes or maybe every law that exists. But I think it's all about shaping curriculum. In Maryland, everyone is required to take a government class before they graduate high school. If you incorporate in that curriculum instead of learning about every single president that ever lived why don't you learn about every law that there is that could be a lot more useful i think than learning about Hayes, for example i agree with you i would urge the audience to think about social literacy and knowing what your community is like how it functions on a larger scale what your government is like and also how you can talk back to these resources and recognize that they aren't one-sided we send our children to school but we also pay taxes that support the schools and to a degree have a right to know what's going on and also have a voice that should be used properly to defend what we believe is valuable intellectually and otherwise and i think it's important to remember that individuals do have quite a bit of power when directed properly and when they apply themselves. So if you enjoy this episode, we would really appreciate a review on iTunes. It would help us out a lot. It helps the show get discovered. And if you email us the text of your review to strideandsantra at gmail.com, you will be entered for a chance to win a $20 Amazon gift card. You can also contact us via Facebook or Twitter. Just search Stride and Saunter. And as always, we encourage you to visit our website, strideandsantra.com. You can, of course, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. We'd appreciate that as well. And as always, thank you very much for listening. And from thought to word and voice to ear, this is Kip Clark signing off. And this is Caroline Borders. We'll see you next time.